0: Five four three two one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. We're going to talk a little bit about retail today how to restructure your business and prepare for 2023. But before we do, one of my favorite commercials of all time. Bum, 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 bum. <clears throat> caught that but the little one at the end goes like that (laughs) had that big solo at the end hf solos i suppose in a sense anyway just happy fun i have another one pulled out but it's it's probably better in january i would say anyway so let's get over to the news and we're going to start with tom fishburn right as usual let's see if we can get Tom Fishburne queued up yes here it is safe is risky usually I don't put a commercial on the top of Tom Fishburne I don't know why I did that today I guess I'm just in the Christmas mood right so how should we operate in this environment and you know it's not clear whose roles are whose roles and the first is play it safe cut this sounds like a CFO because As we'll find out as we go through the article today, uh, basically two-thirds of CFOs are saying play it safe, which is normal. Play it safe, cut spending, pull back investment, no big moves, wait and see, anything else? We also have to completely reinvent how we do business. Okay, so we're going to talk about that a little bit. We're going to talk about reinventing how you do business. And something that I think both CEOs and CFOs alike, like. Right? I think that's what's going to be the fun part. So Tom says he drew this cartoon in response to two studies that came out this week. They seem to capture the mixed signals that businesses are grappling with as they look at 2022. Okay, Deloitte CFO signals report partly tracks the aversion of CFOs the risk aversion of CFOs. Over time. Deloitte found that only twenty nine percent of CFOs say this is a good time to take greater risks. Right. We would rather sink slowly than try out new bailing equipment. As Tom will point out shortly. This is the lowest point now, this is what I, you know, sorry Tom. But this is the lowest point since the second quarter of 2020. What is that, 18 months ago? The lowest point since what? Since not even two years ago. And uh, which was the lowest since they started tracking in all the way back to 2015, (laughs) 2015. They didn't even go back to 2008. So this is a nice index and it'll be good, you know, in the next 20 or 30 years. But to be honest, Ah, that's not worth, I don't think that's worth mentioning. I don't think you should have thrown that in there, Tom. Okay, at the same time, a new study from Alix Partners found that 98% of CEOs, 98% of CEOs and senior execs say they need to overhaul their business within the next three years, okay? Simultaneous pressure both to stay the course and completely... Change everything. And I'm going to tell you how you can do that in just a second here. And uh, 85% say they don't, this is the part I like the best, 85% say they don't know where to start making changes. So I've got some great ideas. And happy to come visit. Uh, We've changed industries. We've changed companies. We've pivoted them overnight and doubled their size overnight. in six months so there's opportunity and that's the crazy part now this particular study we're going to see I'm going to go over to it for a second for those who move decisively and at pace there's a tremendous opportunity to adapt and thrive amid the relentless disruption if you can predict the future if you even know what the issues are right now, where where your where your pain points are, where where your main threats are coming from, and you probably don't, right? Those who remain slow to action will get further behind. Okay. So, <laughs> this is one of my favorites. Instead of playing risk, if instead of risking anything new, let's play it safe by continuing our slow decline into obsolescence you know and that can work you know the last the last the last buggy whip manufacturer is probably in business today if you can if you can slow the decline and stay in business when all others try to quickly pivot and go under then you may enjoy great success I remember running into Bob Franzblow back after the big cigar boom. So there was a big cigar boom. If you remember, J- Michael Jordan was smoking cigars in the in the locker room after they won their third N- NBA title, the, the Chicago Bulls. And uh, you know everybody was smoking cigars. You could get decent cigars at your average gas station. Okay, they were everywhere guitar or uh, cigar stores were popping up and so consequently uh well so anyway after that though all of a sudden the state of wisconsin started banning cigar stores and uh cigars fell out of popularity a little bit and you know it got where you couldn't hardly smoke one and you couldn't buy them anywhere and so i ran into bob at a DMA or something, and I said, Bob, you know, how are things going since they're legislating cigars out of existence? And he looks straight in the eye, and he smiles, and he says, best year ever. (laughs) So, if you're the last man standing. There's kind of two strategies. That's one, okay? Now let's get over to the disruption index. Okay, so, relentless... (laughs) Okay, so here's the thing. Uh, Relentless disruption has 75% of CEOs anxious that their company isn't adapting quick enough. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if the same, if the, if the same, that same concept wasn't around in like 1960, right? Or in 1971, you know, when I was in high school and inflation started heating up. Uh, or let's see, it was about 77 when it was getting to be 20% a year. Uh, 57%, 85% struggle where no, to know where to start. This is sort of a pre-summary here. Um, as of the 18% of respondents who classify themselves as growth leaders, so it's a self-classification. 57% are changing their models now. So. They're growth leaders, and they're going to change their business. Got it? Okay? Got it? And uh, so in this environment, 85% don't know where to start, but they need to change right away. Okay? And, you know, it's like, okay, so your GPS quit working. You don't have a map. So make sure you turn somewhere uh the pandemic forced business leaders to come to terms with the inevitability of disruption but as we see this was just a dress rehearsal today's business environment is tougher and more disrupted than ever you know and i just don't agree with that you know when i got started in the distribution business back in 1978 i uh you know we we couldn't raise prices fast enough it was a it was a terrible time and I remember in 87 when I started my business, uh, when I first went off on my own, it was a terrible time. People were, I remember going to the DMA as a speaker, and people were just walking around pale. It, it, you know, or how about the mid-90s when the Internet started hitting? You know, it's going to disrupt everything. We did a lot of work with a lot of companies helping them transition into the Internet. How to transition into uh, direct consumer. Okay, 98% recognize they need to change within the next three years, which is kind of a tautology. Of course, you need to change in the next three years. The next three years will be different than the past three years. It's one of my arguments against long term lifetime value studies. You know, well, the customers we acquired five years ago in the last five years have been worth $27.16. Okay, so what are the what's today's new acquisition worth? Well, we don't know, right? Is the ec- economy the same? Oh no, everything's changed. Are the competitors the same? No, everything's changed. How about how about your own product line? Oh no, it's all different than five years ago. Okay, so then what was the point of doing the study, <laughs> right? I hate to say. So 56% say their companies cannot keep up with the pace of technological change and of course a lot of that is because marketing especially is focused on the shiny objects 73 percent say shifts in workforce values and preferences are driving disruption in their companies of course it will of course especially if you try to if you try to play to it if you try to answer everything you know yes global warming oh but it's Three degrees in North Carolina this morning. (laughs) You know, they don't know what to do down there with it. It's supposed to snow on Christmas in Florida. Down in, you know, and I'm not talking about up in the panhandle. I'm talking about way down. And so we have change. (laughs) We have lots of issues. But fundamentally, ship good products. Give people a value. Make sure they get what they ordered those are the key those are the keys right growth leaders in our survey this was really funny set the pace when it comes to overall growth in their industry this year okay so these people are telling you what they're going to do they're going to change everything well they just grew of course it's going to change every time you grow 20% your business changes right so by definition they've already they're already in the middle of change Right. Half are saying they're changing their business model. But how which half is going to be right? That's the great question. So it's a sort of a tautology. It's like survival of the fittest. Well, what are the fittest? Well, the ones that survive. Well, (laughs) how do we know they're the fittest? Well, they survived. Right. So how do we know these are growth leaders? Well, they've grown. Well, are they going to keep growing? Mm Hmm. It's hard to say. Right. Mostly not. I've been through a lot of growth p- phases with a lot of companies, and I've caused a lot of them. But they don't—they don't last because it's too disruptive. Growth on itself, even in the best times, is tremendously disrupt- disruptive. Okay, and if you think it's not, hang on because <laughs> the owners of the company are probably going to sell out, and that'll be it. So anyway, uh. You now get somebody who's been around for more than 10 minutes, and maybe you will come to this conclusion from Lee Peterson. The sky won't fall and other retail predictions for 2023. Lee says 2023 is going to be better at retail than expected. That doesn't mean it's going to be great, because right now expectations are pretty low. Okay, uh, Especially for those companies that appeal to the higher and lower ends of the market. You know, which are always probably the better places to be, either be on the high end or the low end. And it's hard to be in both, right? So Aldi will probably do great. The dollar store will probably do great. Uh, Costco will keep going. And uh, so will Mercedes-Benz and Porsche. They'll keep selling cars in Bentley. Um, what are the trends to look for? More showroom stores. They have lower build-out costs, reduced labor, payroll Uh, Less on hand inventory, lower rent, and next-day shipping charges. And uh, Lee cites the Best Buy model. And I'm not sure what the Best Buy model is. I just look online and they say, this is in stock in your store right over there. And so I say, okay, I'll buy it now. And they say, we'll email you and come get it. And I've been doing that for years and I love that, you know. Uh, Walmart, I I did buy a TV that way, uh, Black Friday 2022. But I can't even get on the Walmart website anymore. Uh, They ask me my password and stuff, and I can't remember what it is. Uh, And they don't help me out, and they don't even let me look around. Like eBay lets me look around. And then when I want to buy it, they say, you want to log in. Makes perfect sense. Lots less trouble. Anyway, um, but Walmart, I haven't bought anything from Walmart this year. Normally I would because they won't let me on their website. And, I mean, I've been a Walmart customer for a long, long time. But, you know, somebody's hosed that thing up. Look for used to be a driving force in retail for years to come. That is going to be like even used hardware, they're saying. Used consumer electronics. Well, that's why I use eBay, mostly. You know, I just bought a digital box from one of my old TVs, and it works great. It looks really good. Anyway, um, D.N. Campbell, my friend D.N., says... While optimism remains high, retailers will focus on strategies that offer short-term wins or profits while they wait and see what happens with global recessions, supply chains, political unrest, new climate regulations, and pandemics. In short, retailers will make cautious moves rather than playing the longer game for 2023. Okay, so that was excellent from Deanne. That's why I did the article because she's featured in the comments. What I'd like to suggest is that the number one basic place to focus is in your marketing. What you want to do if you're a CFO is you want to put pressure on the marketing team and say, I want to know, I want accountability for your marketing. I don't want to just see the number of clicks. I want to see a provable return on investment. Okay? And that's almost impossible in digital because your website and where you and where orders are placed is not connected directly to the digital ads you're placing. <clears throat> so it's like the old days where, where Procter & Gamble would put on TV commercials and then sales would go up, but they weren't sure who was buying or who saw the commercial and who didn't. Okay? Now, if you buy that strategy, and in 1987 when things were crazy going downhill... We won five out of five pitches in the ad agency I went to work for one week before the stock market fell. The biggest fall since the Great Depression, I think, in the fall of 1987. And uh, we won five out of five because we told CFOs and CEOs, we can give you accountable advertising. It turned out that the ad manager from the company and the creative director from our ad agency did not want that. But if you're serious, if you're a CEFO or a CEO who's serious about making changes and don't know where to start, here's a place you can start. There's a process called direct marketing. We're the Wisconsin Direct Marketing Association, although we had a great time in the Jingle Mingle. And uh, Mohammed, my friend from the Gambia, even, even phoned in a couple times. We had trouble making the connection, but that's the first time we've ever had anyone from the continent of Africa uh, try to join us on the uh, on the meetups. That was excellent. So we had we had uh, a brand new continent, and we'll figure that out. I'll figure that out with Mohammed one of these days, uh, maybe over the holidays. So Mohammed, if you're out there listening, <laughs> make sure. And Vinny, I want to shout out to Vinny who said that since he started watching these shows, he hasn't missed a single one. Okay, but direct mail is Featured often on here because mail has does two things well. One, it does A-B splits and can be tracked back to the purchase, okay? Right to the purchase, even though there's no key code or whatever. We know who got mailed. We can tell if they click. We can tell if they uh, purchase. And we know 100% for sure whether that came from a mailer or didn't, which gives us a second kind of test which the other media does not have, which is called a holdout test. So we can take, uh, we can do an offer or, or 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 a mailing and say, okay, let's not mail some. Let's mail some, let's not mail some, and let's see what the impact is, the incremental causal impact. So if you're a CFO, you know what that means, right? It, it isn't so much how will this machine tool make us money, but will this machine tool make us enough incremental raise in our net income that it pays for itself in let's say less than 18 months you if you apply that same logic which you've been trained in to the marketing department most your people will quit maybe good but with some help we can develop those same techniques into a self-learning model it doesn't depend on machine learning it can but it doesn't have to And your marketing can get better and better and better and better in the midst of a recession. And I have helped 17 companies explosively grow. I've helped a lot of people, you know, turn around too. But explosive growth by implementing the principles of testing and direct marketing. And that's where you should start because it has the least impact on your operations, right? the least impact on your inventory and your personnel and all the rest. You can do things in marketing that can dramatically improve corporate performance without changing all the infrastructure. That's where you want to start. So have a great day. We'll have some more commercials and stuff for the rest of the week. My wife wants me to take off, but I enjoy doing this. So Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.